We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. It is the holy crap, the Packers have signed people in free agency <laughs> edition. It is an amazing time to be a Packers fan. I am Steve Ferrat, your host for the day, uh, joined by Dusty Evely. What is going on, dude? Thank you for uh, filling in at the last minute for us. Yeah, you bet, man. You know, um, when I saw some of these moves coming in, I was like, man, I, I hope I can talk to someone about them. So instead of just yelling at a street lamp, I'm, I'm glad I got your call, Steve. Um, I know. There, I mean, there's so many emotions that are going through me. Like I was brick from Anchorman, where I just wanted to scream loud noises. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what? Do, what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with my hands, Dustin. I'm just so excited. It's just it. it once it hit my lips, it was so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it, I went to bed last night, and it was kind of one of those man. They you know, so they didn't do anything. So we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, so the first day of. I say free agency. It wasn't. It's legal tampering, which is just the dumbest. It's the dumbest well, thing, I mean, right, Steve? They, Isn't it just like the dumbest term? They have it for a reason. Anthony Barr is now going back to the Vikings after verbally God, agreeing to the Jets. That's true. I can't. Like that is just crazy. But like, crazy. but there's. This is why it's not a these all these deals that we're so excited for technically aren't official until. It's true, but like the phrase "legal tampering" is just what are we doing here? What are guys? What are we doing here? Are we called like early free agency or? <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw like <clears throat> you know the first day, just silly money thrown around. You know that Landon Collins deal, um, the breakdown you know is not quite as bad as it made it seem. But it's like it's silly money for a guy of limited ability like Landon Collins, and so you just see that amount. 
like holy crap like what is going on here Quan alexander to san francisco yes yeah yeah like i love him i really do he is a talented dude but coming off an acl and getting 12 mil a year that's crazy yeah yeah for that position especially like it's it's bonkers crazy so that was one of those like man i hope (laughs) hope that i i really wanted my number one i wanted was adrian amos like i mean I hope they make a move for Adrian Amos, but I also hope that they don't pay a hundred million dollars for him. <laughs> like the way th- that was, a, someone asked me um, yesterday, "Hey, w- can you make any sense out of the safety market, considering the fact that it was so depressed last year, and there's more safeties on the market this year? Uh, like, what's going on with the money?" And I was like, "I, dude, I have zero idea. I have zero idea what was going on." And then you know, it leveled out day two, and I, I was super busy today at work. Uh, and so I got texts coming in. I saw something early in the morning before I left for work, and it was like, uh, you know, Adrian Amos is down to like maybe three teams. And I was like, okay, I don't know what those teams are. I'm still holding that hope. Still holding that hope. And I was getting texts at work, and I was able to look at my phone. I picked it up. It was like, holy crap, we got Adrian Amos. Holy crap, we got Preston. So, holy crap, we got Ladarius. So I was like, what is going on? It was like 11 o'clock, and I was like, how did all this stuff happen? It's so, amazing. We, the Pack Day team, we we had an emergency podcast. I think it posted about noon of a couple of the signings and everything. But just in case you did not catch that, the way it all broke down this morning was – uh, first news broke that Zadarius Smith, the outside linebacker from the Ravens, was signing. Um, so that was really exciting. Everybody's like, okay, we're really cool. This is great. We got the edge rusher we wanted. This is so exciting. Oh, my God. And within, I believe it was at least 10 minutes, <laughs> Adrian Amos news broke. And so everybody's, oh, my God, they have a safety, too. Like, this is not Ted Thompson's team. This is this is <laughs> so exciting. This is great. And, you know, and then it's uh, – couple of tweets trickling in of the Packers might not be done. And all of a sudden you hear Preston Smith, another <laughs> edge rusher. Holy crap. I, I was sitting at work. I honestly didn't know what to do. I tweeted out. I don't know what to do with my hands. I really didn't know what to do with my hands. So you get those three deals coming in and then you get some offensive line help. They're grabbing Billy Turner from the, from the Broncos who has experience at guard and tackle, which is, I mean, if anything screams Green Bay Packers, you want versatility yeah. as an offensive lineman. So it's a huge, huge day. Um, we're going to get into the numbers a little bit as far as structurally uh, overall numbers and cap numbers and kind of break that down a little bit. Um, but one of the the other things that broke, too, was that the Packers have released Nick Perry officially. So he is gone. This is a move that a lot of us thought. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't have anything funny to say. I just laughed at the noise. Um, no, so he's officially gone. They don't make him a June one hit. So he is. Uh, they're taking on the eleven mil cap hit uh, of dead money for cap. So just biting the bullet as it is and moving on with their new edge class. Um, but yeah, why don't we you kind of break down some of the numbers? We'll start off. Yeah. Um, we'll start off with the edges. So Zadarius Smith signs for four years, 66 million. Um, Preston Smith comes on at four years, 52 million. And I think the biggest thing to talk about is the way that they're structuring these deals for the cap. Um, they are, you know, looks like the numbers will increase, but they are giving out over $56 million in cap and signing bonuses tomorrow. Once these deals are official. So they are, you know, working it so their cap numbers are aren't pressured and they actually look like they have room to make another deal or two. Yeah. Um 
Zadarius Smith, they, I, I haven't seen an official one, but it looked like he'd come in somewhere at a little over $8 million as a cap hit, um, while Preston Smith is looking to be at about 5.35 for his first year. I mean, this is – these are home runs right now because yeah. you're, you're upgrading at the edge and you're saving – you're like you're not weighing yourselves down with these huge cap hits in the first year, which, I mean – this is this is just I, I don't I'm just so confused and excited because I don't I haven't seen this ever. So the Packers are getting better. You know they don't have the huge sack numbers that you know a D Ford has or um, some of the other guys that were out there. But what they don't have in those numbers, they make up for everything I've seen in in pressures and 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 hitting the quarterback. Maybe not getting to him. And these are just things that we haven't seen from Green Bay's edge since. Like, oh, what's the last time they had two edges? I mean, that was prime clay in the one year of prime Nick Perry, clay, probably, or Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers, yeah. So yeah. what? I mean, I know you haven't had a lot of time to jump into these guys, but what are your what are your initial thoughts of the two edge edges that they signed? God, I'm so excited, man. Yeah, I looked at their pressure numbers. I mean, they last year Preston Smith had. Uh, 32 and a half, which was good for, this is per uh, Football Outsiders, uh, which was good for 27th in the league. And uh, the other other Smith had uh, 30 pressures, which was 32nd in the league. So that's not, I mean, that's not amazing. You know, when you're talking like 27 and 32 out of the league, that's the entire league. Like, yeah, that's not amazing, but that's solid. Like you're hanging up in there. And so for comparison's sake, the top two Packers were Mike Daniels with 24 and Clay Matthews with 20 and a half. Uh, so, I, yeah, and Mike Daniels is still going to be in the middle. Kenny Clark is still going to be in the middle. It's it's uh, a good chance. It's looking like a good chance of how Wilkerson is going to be back in the middle. Um, we, we got some good things out of the young guys last year. Uh, you know, towards the last to the end of the year. So, I mean, you're adding you're adding two legit edge rushers. Like say what you will about sack numbers, their pressure numbers are good. And then you also look at what the Packers have inside. It's kind of what we talked about uh, before the year was, man, you know, the Packers have this this interior defensive line that are going to be able to just collapse the middle of the line, and then that, that'll open up the edges. Well, the problem was they didn't have anyone to rush off the edges, and then also then people got hurt. So now you have again, you've kind of got you can do the middle, but you also have legitimate edge threats on the outside. It's not an aging Clay Matthews and Nick Perry with a piano on his back. Like it's legitimate <laughs> edge guys that can rush the passer. And the exciting thing, and I mentioned this today, the exciting thing about that to me is we're, we're going to see, I mean, unless both these guys are just complete lemons, which I do not believe they are. We're going to see more pressure coming from all over. We've seen what Petten can do without a legitimate pass rusher. Kyler Fackrell is not a legitimate pass rusher. We've seen what he can do without that. So now he's got this, and that also will allow the defense to be, you know, play a little different, play a little more perhaps aggressive on the back end. Uh, you can see a guy like Jair Alexander taking advantage of that uh, by mm-hmm. kind of jumping some of these routes. He's kind of he's got that in him, and now you've got pressure in the face of the opposition. It's like this is what I mean. This is what we've been banging the drum for, right? It's just. The Packers need edge help. I mean, they, they had holes all over the place, but this was like the number one, the biggest issue that they had was edge help. And now they got two of them to go with a good, def- a good interior defensive line. Like you can, if you can really try to squint and poke holes in this, if you want to, um, and it it is big money, but also the caps going up, and it's not re- it's not ridiculous money for what they have. You're always going to pay a premium for edge rushers. It's not ridiculous money. It fills a hole, and they got two of them. It's hard not to be really, really hyped about this. I think one of the big things for me too is 
these are guys that have been ascending players. So they're coming up in, in their, in their skill level. And they're not like 30, 31 years old. Yeah. Zadarius Smith is 26. Adrian Amos is 25. Preston mm-hmm. Smith is 26. Billy Turner is 27. So you're getting these guys with a contract in their prime, which is huge because yeah, yeah everybody was out there like, Oh, Justin Houston got cut. We should immediately sign Justin Houston. Well, he's, you know, 30 years old. He's got issues health-wise. Mm-hmm. He would cost more, probably as much as Zadarius Smith on a, you know, probably a one- to two-year deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's more money up front that you're paying. I mean, you're gonna your cap hit's going to be $12 million. It's going to be paying him a lot of money guaranteed because there's a lot of people that are gunning for him. So these are just smart moves to me. I, I just like you didn't go on day one and just throw – your entire wad of cash at Landon Collins and and come away with that. And that's where we end up because the next guy we want to talk about is Adrian Amos. Four years, 37 million with 12 million guaranteed. That's that's great. That's a steal. That is crazy. By every metric, Adrian Amos was one of the best young safeties in the league. And after we saw the, I made a joke after the Collins deal that, man, if, if we're basing this based on skill, Adrian Amos is going five years, hundred million, hundred percent guaranteed. So to see that the Packers got him for what they got him for, and that replaces again like another big hole is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous deal. Again, he was like the, my number one guy. I wanted them to get this this free agency. It made a whole lot of sense, uh, and they did, and it didn't kill them. It's an it's a it's an amazing deal. I love this deal. No, I think it, I think it's really really great. Um, one of the things that I, I really loved, um, I love Bears fans freaking out and and talking about, oh, well, we didn't need Adrian Amos. It wasn't his playmaking skills at all. It was Eddie Jackson the whole time. I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay. He has been an ascending player. He started off, you know, a fifth-round pick in, I believe, it's 2015. Um, was a starter immediately. He ended up getting benched his second year. And years three and four came out balling and was mm-hmm. one of the top safeties in the class. Um, I believe he was top 10 each year, like eight and th- like third and eighth in the last two years, respectively, as far as pro football focus goes. Um, so he is, he's a talent. He's on the way up. One of the biggest things I've read about him and, and all the videos that I've watched from Twitter is his tackling. That is the biggest factor for me because he is a sure tackler is something that has been lacking from the back end of the Packers defense for a long time. Mm. So, I mean, you've got somebody who's good in coverage, but can actually make some tackles like this is a, this is a killing and he's going to be, I believe at a 5.4 cap hit for this year. Yeah. Um, it's so, it's just crazy. It's so dumb. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Washington sitting there going, what did we do? Why did, why did we do this? Who was who were we bidding against for Landon Collins? Why did we do this? And Colt McCoy is going to be your starting quarterback. That's a rough. That's a rough sell to your team. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm playoff bound. I mean, you know, they may be better than the Giants, but that's not not saying. Well, everybody at this point, everybody. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Everybody's <laughs> going to be better than the Giants this year. Yeah, the, the yeah, Amos deal absolutely my favorite. Like that's it's oh my gosh, I can't I I when I saw that come through. I was like, oh my, huh, it's happening. Guys, it's all happening. <laughs> and I think the really, the thing I like about that is he's he's veteran enough that you can pair him like with a – if they don't go out and make another move for another safety, you can pair him with um, – Like with, Jones with a, or someone, yeah. 
Well, even my thought, I know this is crazy. If they don't go out and do another one, they can get potentially a, like a top tier safety, you know, end of round one, round two, even into yeah. round three. There, there's depth there in this year's uh, safety class. You could pair him, and, and Amos is like a veteran at this point because you yeah. can pair him, he can learn, and then you can move Josh Jones into linebacker. Yeah, the, the I know role he was meant to be in. He is, I mean, the couple of times he's been blitzing around the outsides, like I, you've seen him lay the pipe on a quarterback. I'm like, God, this is where this guy is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could still function as kind of that kind of, you know, box strong safety, especially with a lot of the stuff Petten runs. Like, I, I do think he came along better as we talked. We've talked about this before. Jones got better as the season went on. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't hate that. But yeah, if they grab a young guy, and 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 Jones is kind of yeah you're around the line I'm perfectly fine with that perfectly fine with that I can't stop smiling Steve <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's like Christmas in March I don't know what to do it is man it's amazing uh, it's been uh, it's been very crazy it's, so it's a crazy day day two was just an insane day for the Green Bay Packers but Dusty man it has been an insane evening. Because mm-hmm. there were two big trades. The first, the second trade we kind of knew was coming, um, but this first trade, Odell Beckham Jr. no longer with the Giants. That's insane. He got traded for nothing, Dusty. He got traded for nothing. <sighs> Man, I take that... that back. He got traded for a first round pick this year, a third round pick this year, and Jabril Peppers. Jabril, 30 yards off the line of scrimmage, pepper. Oh, I can't. I'm like, I feel bad for Giants fans. Yeah, I mean, they what got, the two, hell are they you got two Super Bowls, but yeah, I mean, oh man, you've now got, you're, you're still going, you're still going with Eli Manning, and then like the, your key to your offense is a guy who's now going to face like 10 minutes, like Saquon Barkley's just going to be like, there's going to be 11 men on the box on every single play, and there's not going to be a single thing they can do about it. Not a single, single thing. I feel bad for him. He seems like a good dude. Like Beckham, I don't have the, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, you know, Beckham is 26 years old. And if you look at the games he's played against other greats, like he is shattering benchmarks set by pretty much every other wide receiver ever played in, over the games he's played. And you can say the stuff about, you know... Um, the, the, the drama stuff that he does. You could also talk about his injuries, and that's, you know, whatever. That's that's more valid is talking about the injuries. But the dude is, like, legit angle eraser. Like, yeah, I, you've seen him take, a, like, a covered slant 70 yards to the house like it's nothing because he just has that kind of game-changing ability. I, I, if the Giants are rebuilding, they're rebuilding. But, like, you don't, you don't figure that you're rebuilding last year when you, like, before you decide to draft a running back, what's the where was the plan? Like what? Why? Why did they draft him? If then this year, oh yeah, we're going to tear it down. Well, that's dumb. That's I mean, a, why. A dumb why did plan. you trade for? Why did you trade for Zietler? Why did yeah. you just sign Antoine Bethay? Yeah, like, it's just contradicting moves left and right from Gettleman. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's real um, because there was no like. I mean, we we, we talked at length about uh, Antonio Brown and like. That was that was stirring for a long time. It was it was clear that that he wasn't going to get back together. That there was like all this drama and all the stuff he had said. They like he was not going back to Pittsburgh. There was none of that with Odell. 
none of that with Odell. It was just like, no, no, we're tra- we're trading him now. Six like, days this? ago, the GM came out and said we didn't <laughs> sign Odell to trade him. Yeah, uh, yeah that's well. Yeah, apparently he did. Apparently. Um, so the Giants now have this is their death tar- death chart oh at wide receiver. Sterling Shepard, which I think he's a quality guy. But I like him. No, yeah, he's no, he's no. Uh, as a three, OB, he's not Sterling OBJ. Shepard is great. I really like him as a three. Followed up by Corey Coleman. I like Corey Coleman. Britton Golden. Mm. Jawill Davis. Quadri Henderson. And Alonzo Russell. They they draft what? They draft in the top ten this year? Yeah, they're uh, what are they at? Like, six? They're well, six. What are the odds of grabbing DK Metcalf? Like, like. If he's not drafted, a hundred percent chance they're drafting Metcalf. I mean, at right? this point, wouldn't you want to draft Dwayne Haskins? I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. They're sticking with Eli for the next ten years. They're drafting DK Metcalf. Like, I almost guarantee you, they're drafting Metcalf. I, uh, Just because I, nothing, no, I nothing see, else about like, this makes sense. Nothing no, else about no, no, the Giants. The Rangers, the Rangers are going to get him at four. Just yeah. to blow the whole world up, they're going <laughs> to grab him at four. <laughs> So outside of Shepard, that between those uh, one, two, three, four, four, five guys, there's 83 career catches for 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. That's a that's a pretty good season that's for one guy. Solid, that's, yeah, it's like a good season out a of one. Solid guy. drop off from uh, from <laughs> from Sterling Shepard. <laughs> So they so the Giants have completely just thrown the towel in. They do, we have no idea what they're going to they're going to try to win like five games again. Maybe they're uh, they're full on going for tank for for next year's quarterback class of you know Jake Fromm, Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, I mean, it makes sense to me. I think those are better quarterback no, yeah, prospects anyway. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I would I would take I would take either of those guys over. I don't really like. I don't really like anyone in this draft for quarterbacks that much. No one, still, no one really jumps out. I still much. can't bite on the fact that Kyler Murray's going one. I still don't believe it. I don't know why. I know everybody's talking about. It. I still can't. I can't fathom giving up on Josh Rosen immediately and just trading him for a third round pick. To, I I cannot take Nick Bosa. I can because there's a reason a lot of these teams are bad for a long time. They have no plans. Like if they if they legitimately and this is this is what's going to get me. We're off track a little bit, but man, <laughs> if they if they hired Cliff Kingsbury just to be like, okay, you get to draft who you want, when like he legitimately was just the offense coordinator for USC for like a solid two weeks, if then they were like, oh, we're going to hire you away, even though no one really wanted him too much before that, and he was fired from his last job, and they give him the keys to take who they want number one, that's a dumb organization thing to do. And if they draft Kyler Murray, that's Kingsbury. So if they he goes number yeah. one overall, that's Kingsbury's Kingsbury, and he's like he's going to be fired in three years, and that and that's going to set back your. In- yeah, it's the Cardinals. He's going to get fired in two years anyway. More likely, he's going to be fired in two. I was going to say, well, he what the last coach got fired after one, one when they knew they were going to be bad anyway. So I'm going to give Kingsbury two. We'll give him at least two, okay. and then you're with taking, Kyler Murray with Kyler Murray, and then you're just and then you're setting your franchise back. So um, that'd be really dumb, and that seems like that's probably what's going to happen. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't because I I like Josh Rosen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he got a whole lot to work with for the offensive line. It was not his fault. That team was bad. Everyone knew that team was going to be bad. Uh, it it would be so dumb, and I would just laugh like crazy if it happens. So the second big trade that went down was D Ford going to the San Francisco Forty ers for a second round draft pick. And to go along with that, I mean, the Packers were, from what we had heard, heavily interested in, in him, mm-hmm. bringing him in as one of your edge rushers. Uh, the contract kind of makes me happy that they didn't do it. 
five years. I've heard it was between eighty-seven and a half to ninety million dollars. Man, you know what's you know what's crazy about that. You know, you got this. You got the again. You, like you said, you get they got the pick in there as well. And I think that's crazy, and this is might be weird for me to say, considering how we just went nuts over the, the Packers edge guys. This is a pretty deep draft in terms of edge talent, and D Ford's good. I do like yeah. D Ford, but to give up that much in a draft where you could grab, I mean, the Niners could grab any number of guys with their pick. They're picking second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they, 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 if, they, if, they, if Kyler they Murray goes first, they, they have their pick of whoever they, the hell they want, whoever they want, and you get and, and granted, maybe you know, maybe they still do that, and you pair them with D Ford, um, and so you got your good edges. Like that's that's good, and and again, the price of edge rushing is just insane. And D Ford is legitimately good. That's just that's that's just a lot of money, and then also that second round pick. That's crazy to me. So, yeah, those are the two big breaking stories uh, tonight. I, I just checked Twitter. Nobody else got traded. So I think that is uh, of kind of where we sit. The Packers have four big free agent signings. They released Nick Perry. Um, OBJ is going to the Browns. D Ford is now on the 49ers. Did we talk so, about Billy Turner? I don't remember if we talked about Oh, uh, we did not talk much about him. He, they Sorry, that was the, the fourth signing. He's the, bo- he's the boring one. Who... Um, provides some stability, like some offensive line stability. He can play guard. He can play right tackle. Um, four years, twenty-eight million, with a couple of incentives that could take him up to twenty-nine and a half. His cap hit this year is three point nine. So, I mean, let's be honest. That's that's some starter level money that they're giving him. They they anticipate yeah. from what it looks like, they would anticipate him jumping <laughs> jumping in at right guard. <laughs> Can't be worse. Right, I mean, if you've seen some of the money thrown around at offensive linemen, like that's it's not like it's 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 not crazy. That's not that's not a terrible deal. It's also like this is of all the deals. I don't necessarily love this one just for the money, but at the same time, we've been talking about. I mean, this this is one of their holes, right? Edge, safety, and and guard, uh, and they addressed all that. And if this is what it took to kind of get them there, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine. You've got you've got a guy who's not. McCray or Bell in that right guard position, and that makes me happy. So yeah, it's a, it's an upgrade as to what they had. It's not a top tier guard. It's yeah. not it's not Saffold from the Rams by any means. Um, he went to the oh he went to the Titans, I believe, for like four years, like eleven million per um, something crazy like that. So I mean, this is a this is a value what they could get for value right now, and. Don't be completely shocked if there is a offensive tackle or a guard that is picked in the first round for the Packers. I yeah. mean, if if Jonah Williams somehow slides down to twelve, or you know Chris Lidstrom at, at thirty, like those are viable options of people who could start immediately for the Packers on the offensive line. And having Billy Turner all of a sudden be a backup or start a couple of games until the the rookies are ready, and then how, having solid backup at, at multiple positions, that that's a win for the Packers compared to what they had last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it couldn't be much worse than what they had last year. Like, that's it, – it's – the guard play was just so bad uh, last year that, yeah, it, it's – it's not. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's probably overpaying a little, but that's free agency, right? They, exactly. They, they plugged. Like a, they plugged a hole with the guy who's going to do fine there. That, that's fine. And yeah, that's when when it comes to free agency, you're going to overpay. But I think the crazy part is you look at these contracts and the way they're structured and the guaranteed money that they gave out. I I don't feel that they overpaid by a lot. 
Now, the, some I mean, of these yeah. some of these big contracts that you saw, those were some overpays, but there's ways for them to get out after it seems like two years on a lot of these deals. There are, you know, the signing bonuses will help take care of that as long as they stick around for a couple of years. Then you know you don't have to worry about that, and it, it's not crazy, crazy money, which is which is an amazing thing. And they still like if if all these numbers are correct that uh, I think it was Silverstein put out. I mean, it looks like they still have about $15 million to play with this year. Yeah, which is insane. I mean, that gives you – this is my crazy fan theory, and there's no – I will, you know, there's nothing behind this. Please do not tell me – go to Twitter and tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> like, I'm stupid because I said this. I have not heard this anywhere. But I've I've seen that uh, Eric Berry might be getting cut from the Chiefs. I saw that, yeah. Because they signed Tyron Matthew. Um, that would be pretty cool. I, he's a talented guy, and I know he missed a lot of the last two seasons because of um, cancer and injuries and things like that. But you get that guy on a one-year prove-it deal, like that would be a pretty good pairing with Adrian. Yeah, Amos. a one-year prove-it would be perfect. I mean, I, I get nervous about that Achilles. Um, oh, that's understandable. I mean, and that's why, you know, you there, there's absolutely risk. And with free agency, that's what this is. There's no home run in free agency. These are all yeah. guys with risks because if they weren't guys with risk, they'd be signed back to their teams. Yeah. Or traded so, to the Browns, apparently. It, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to go, yes. Uh, but, I mean, that's there's going to be risk with all these guys, and you hope you get a couple of home runs, and it helps just – this is – it was supposed to be a rebuild, supposed like a soft rebuild for the Packers. Nobody wanted to come out and say it, but that that was the way it looks. But they have they have escalated this quickly. They had they saw their needs. They went out and paid and got some guys to improve their roster immediately. That way, then this is kind of where we wanted to transition and finish with this this podcast was talking about the fact that the Packers are now in a luxury position of not having to draft for need. They can absolutely see where the mm-hmm. board falls to them. And now you're coming up to the draft where you've got two first round picks, a second and a third. So you've got, I think it's like top 76. You've got four picks in the top 76. And this is a deep draft. So you can get some high quality starters, even in going into the third round. I mean, I, I really like where the Packers are sitting right now, because even if you move, you're, you're able to move back. Like this is my kind of hope is that the board falls a couple of ways and then they can, fall back about yeah. four or five spots, get back to like 16 maybe, and then pick up a guy, pick up an extra second-round pick. There's so, there's so much value deeper in this draft. So yeah this, is, yeah, this is a very, very deep draft. So that's the hope. That is, uh, they've, they've addressed their needs. They went out and saw they wanted edges. They wanted safety. They wanted to add some depth to the, the offensive line, and they did all those things on day two. There is still room for them to address a couple, like even another need if they can. Uh, I'll be interested. It looks like Mo Wilkerson, that's not Mm -hmm. official, but it could be coming soon. So, you know, adding some depth to the defensive line. Man, you've got the Smiths, you've got Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, and then Mo Wilkerson. Dude, that is a beast of a front five. That's a line, man. That's a line. That's it. God, that's crazy. That's exciting. I'm going to take you back with me, Steve, uh, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Our our show on February 7th, me, you, and Sarah put together uh, five-point plans for what we were get, what this Packers offseason would I look like. Do you remember this? Okay. I'm, I, I was curious to see what mine looked like, uh, so I decided to run it back. I, my five, I had four positions I wanted to take, and then I had a draft thing. 
Address the safety position was my number one. Address the edge rusher position was number two. Number three was address the tight end position, which has not been done yet. And number four is address guard position. That's three out of the four. And then my five, my my fifth point that you just that you just touched on or that you just went through was you. Those are your holes, and you fill those holes, and then you don't have to reach for anything in the draft. You draft who you want to draft. You draft that, the just exactly the same thing you said. And so just kind of and I, I'm not saying I'm looking at the names here. I did have Adrian Amos on here because <laughs> because I love him. Um, uh, don't don't break your arm patting yourself on the back. Yeah, I, I didn't have any of the Smiths for edge rusher, and my guard guy was Quentin Spain. Uh, but I, you know, this, I'm not I'm not saying this yet to point, put myself on the back. This was a I put this together because this was obvious. These are where the obvious holes were, and this was something that under the Thompson regime we never really got. That was, and we talked about it ad nauseum at the time. That was free agency is not necessarily we always make the big splashy signing. It's where you fill your holes so that you can get better in the draft. You can draft for athletes, you can draft for whatever, but you're not drafting for need because when you draft for need, you're kind of screwed. You got you got your guys that you need in your positions, and if you don't get them. You're screwed. And then maybe you trade up to get them, which you wouldn't have normally done. So to fill those holes before the draft is huge. And the Packers have done exactly that. Exactly that. And like the tight end position, um, tight end position could be better. Uh, I wouldn't oh, mind yeah. seeing a move That's there, cool. uh, especially because rookie tight ends don't necessarily just, just flash right out the gate. So even if they draft someone, it's not like they're going to step in and be the number one. But man, this is a really good start for day two. And it sets up perfectly for the draft. They can. They can they can do whatever they want, and having those two first round picks, they can do whatever they want with those. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. Dra- uh, tight end wise, I'm really hoping that the Vikings are hard pressed to release Kyle Rudolph because uh, they just signed Anthony Barr and they have like no money. So I know <laughs> I know Everson Griffin is most likely the name that's either going to be traded or cut. But I mean, bringing in Kyle Rudolph on a one to two year deal as well that's something I would be all about and. Mm-hmm having him as a blocking tight end as well, because, you know, we don't have a blocking tight end. We don't? No, You're not no. counting Jimmy Graham? No, no. Sometimes yeah. he gets in people's ways on accident. I mean, I am 6'1". I am, you know, a good 240. I'm definitely overweight. But I feel like I could block better in the NFL than Jimmy Graham does. I would give more effort than Jimmy Graham does. I would get my ass kicked. Don't get me wrong. I would get my ass kicked. But at I least think... I would do it and, like, pull somebody down with me. Jimmy Graham just kind of, like, touches him with his hands, like, yeah, I blocked him. It was all right, right? All right. I don't – listen, man, I don't know if anyone in the NFL actually listens to this, but if someone can get Steve on a field <laughs> to block a DE, please, please, I want to see this. I need to oh see this God. real if, bad. If, if we can get that to happen, I would totally do that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be great video. I mean – to be on on the on the field and pretend to be a tight end to block a defensive end. Oh yeah, I would get my ass kicked to get that on video. Just just Steve kicks out a tight end comes or the linebacker comes <laughs> screaming off the edge. Just just stout. Right. Just stand Let's there, be stout. honest. If all of a sudden a, a an edge comes rushing at me, you know I would just fall on the ground into the fetal position and be like, oh sweet Jesus, no. Yeah, but maybe accidentally you get his legs. You exactly, know? it'll be a yeah. nice chop block. I, Why I'm is not he... playing in the NFL. It's not illegal. <laughs> Why is he curl up on the ground crying? I don't know, but that was a decent block. That was a decent block. I just kick my legs up and maybe trip him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Steve. I'm not a rules analyst. I think that's illegal. Yeah, I think no. that part's illegal. In but maybe practice, not in practice. It's practice simulation that we're having. It's fine. <laughs> that's fair. I need this to happen real bad. 
Well, we'll put it out in the world. I don't know. Andy knows some people. I'm sure we can, he can find some defense, former defensive end from you're gonna, college. You're going to call my ass. You're getting a call next week, Steve. You're going <laughs> to call next week, and you're going to be like, I, you got the wrong number. I don't know who this is. Oh, all right. I think that'll wrap it up for us, Dusty. The, uh, the image of me getting my ass kicked by a defensive end is uh, – I think that's all I can take for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. I'm going to sleep well. All right, so uh, big day for for the Packers. It was day two of free agency. Made some big moves, uh, released Nick Perry as well. But uh, they are on their way. They filled some holes. It was a really fun day for to be a Packer fan. They they've got some room to make some more moves, and hopefully, we'll uh, everybody in the Pack a Day podcast will be able to talk about some more free agency signings. So, um, Dusty, thank you again for for filling in. I know yes, it was the last minute, but it was it was awesome to talk with you, talk some big Packers news. Yes, sir. We I will uh, I'll see you next week. We'll mm-hmm. do we'll be back for the Thursday with Sarah um, as the, the the dream team again. But um, as always for for Dusty, I am Steve. Go Pack Go! Sunday night football in the start of a historic season for the Green Bay Packers. Rodgers in the shotgun, here's the snap, rushes on, Rodgers nowhere to go, and he's snowed under. Back inside the 30, and Rodgers is down. Roy Robertson, Harris, Khalil Mack, and Rodgers unable to get up. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Down at 19 from the Green Bay 30, snap to Kaiser under pressure, immediately dumps it up right side, it's intercepted. Intercepted by Khalil Mack. Circle route to the 15, to the 10. He's to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Khalil Mack's had a sack, fumble recovery, interception return for a touchdown. Nine fourteen to go in the third. Chicago 20, Green Bay nothing. Wayne, I actually see Aaron on the sideline throwing. Well, that's a good sign. Yep, he is. Of the shotgun, snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, throws it over the middle. Randall Cobb is there. Makes a spinning grab just outside the left hash mark. J.K. Scott, Mason Crosby. Here's the snap. Placement made. Kick is up. And it is good. So the Packers on the board with 3.37 to go in the third. Snap to A-Rod looking around and waiting. Lawson, deep down the right side. Allison in the end zone. Makes a spectacular catch. Touchdown. What a throw and what a catch. And the Packers get back into it. 39-yard bomb from Aaron Rodgers to Geronimo. Corey Lindsley on the snap. Four-man line for the Bears. They're coming on a blitz up the middle. They pick it up. Rodgers looks. Lost. Left side. Got a man out there. Got a to Rodgers under a blitz. Rodgers tight pocket steps up, throws a left, got Devontae inside the 10, head fake, cuts left to the 5, reaches, highlight, and touchdown! Oh, what a play by Devontae Adams! Snap to A-Rod. Rushes on, has time. Looking close, Smith's got his back!
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.